Welcome to the podcast, Fibromyalgia, Real Solutions with Amanda Love. You are listening to episode 12, where I talk about food allergies and intolerances. By the way, you can listen to this podcast wherever you are in the world and at any time that you wish. I always include show notes for those with brain fox so you don't have to take notes. I do believe that there's a lot of information, both good and bad, out there about fibromyalgia. As an educator who specializes in this area, I think it's my job to point out to you that the beneficial information can be organized in a fashion that will reduce the symptoms of this malady. My name is Amanda Lee Love, and I was diagnosed with fibromyalgia nine years ago, which influenced my decision to enter the field of nutrition. And now I'm a registered holistic nutritionist who works with those who are suffering from fibromyalgia. I'm going to start this podcast with something that I hear from many of you when I talk about food choices. This is what they say, but I already eat a very healthy diet. So changing my diet is not going to help me. These ladies have already have a negative mindset on this topic, but that is because they repost and hear from the medical professionals day after day that there's nothing to help them except prescription drugs and palliative measures. However, have any of you considered that your healthy diet is actually hurting you? Just a few weeks ago, a lady wrote this on Facebook. I have fibromyalgia for 25 years and just found out that it has been my diet all along. What a sad, sad story. Well, I had the same experience after being ill for 20 years and then was told that I had FMS at the age of 20. Several years later, I turned my life around with the help of a wellness specialist who changed my food choices, and I got rid of the foods that I was intolerant to. That, along with specific supplements, were the answer to relieve me of my dreadful pain and fatigue. And you know what? You could do the same with my help. So now let's talk about the subject of food allergies and food intolerances, which are not the same. It's important to know that there is a difference and what the difference is. Is. As an allergy or allergen is a food or a substance that your body mistakes for a pathogen or an invader that wants to harm you. Allergens are the proteins in the food that cause an allergy. If the food doesn't have protein in it, then it's not an allergen. Allergies do not occur the first time a person is exposed to the substance, but the immune system becomes sensitized upon that exposure. Now the body sees the antigen as a threat and will quickly react the next time it is eaten. Food allergies usually create a media response as in a peanut allergy which creates swelling of the throat very fast making it impossible to breathe. Another response would be to develop an itchy skin rash after eating a certain food. There are even food allergies that can have a delayed response, which is the kind of response that is associated with celiac disease. Celiac disease is a chronic digestive disorder that is created by a hereditary intolerance to gluten, which is a protein found in wheat and other grains. 
When a person with celiac eats gluten, damage to the small intestine occurs because the body responds to gluten as if it were an antigen. So it attacks it when it's absorbed by the small intestine. Malabsorption becomes a serious problem with loss of vitamins and nutrients. These reactions over time become chronic and lead to many other problems beyond the GI tract. Outside of food allergies, there are respiratory allergies which are connected. It's interesting to note that recent research is linking both food and respiratory allergies to the gut. When the body has an allergy, the immune system produces antibodies which cause the cells to recreate histamine. And that creates many different allergic reactions such as asthma. Researchers now suspect that the irritants that cause asthma may come in through the gut, not just through the lungs. Indications are that gut health leads to good health. Here's a difference between a food allergy and food intolerance. A person with a food intolerance is frequently unable to digest and process that food correctly because they lack the needed enzymes to do that. For example, a person who is lactose intolerant is missing an enzyme needed to break down lactose. A food intolerance is limited gastrointestinal issues, which affects other areas of the body caused by a response in the gut. There's also another food intolerance that is often overlooked, which is called a delayed immune response, which is a delayed response to a certain food or toxin. This kind of intolerance does not have the symptoms of a typical reaction. Instead, it produces a different group of antibodies that result in an inflammatory process which can lead to chronic bigger problems beyond the GI tract. When this happens, a person reacts to the offending food by producing IgG antibodies instead of IgE immune and globulin antibodies. You may ask your daughter to perform a blood test that will identify IgG antibodies. If these are present, then there is some sort of reaction or response occurring that reveals that the body isn't reacting to a certain food correctly. Some food intolerance result from chemicals used in processing food, resulting in an ability to digest the food properly. Once again, resulting in malabsorption and malnutrition. This results in inflammation in the gut, subsequently a leaky gut develops. I will be discussing leaky gut in the next episode. But to let you know, in the case of leaky gut, food intolerances can be both a cause and a symptom. If your digestion is compromised, it may be that many foods you are eating are aggravating your intestinal system and you probably don't even know that the process is making you ill. Here are a list of the most intolerant foods. Gluten, dairy, soybeans, citrus fruit, cabbage. Food intolerances can cause heartburn, gas, bloating, joint pain, skin issues, brain fog, fatigue, autoimmune diseases. In closing, you can see that the food choices are involved in many different health issues. Our body's reaction in the absorption of food is a very complex process. 
One change in your diet or one supplement is not going to help you alleviate FMS symptoms. That goal is within your reach, however, but it takes a multi-step plan which requires dedicated action. I will be leaving a link in the show notes that will take you to my 8-10 to week plan to get you started. In this program, I will support you as we take action covering food intolerances, combating fatigue, specific supplements, and more. And for a free 20-minute phone call to discuss your goals and my services, there is a link in my show notes to do that. Looking forward to talking with you soon for the 13th episode on Leaky Gut.